You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. All right, as promised, we have a lot of DFS action to get to. Lineup Lock Live, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Cam Stewart has left uh, the building. It is me, Marenzi, and the Tony Sin Cara. So, Tony, let's start off. Uh, let's start off with some baseball actually uh, tonight. Uh, before we get into the NBA and the three games in the association this evening, Major League uh, Baseball. Uh, obviously, Kershaw and Scherzer is uh, the game that everybody is talking about, and obviously, uh, they are going to be. Uh, the most expensive uh, pitchers this evening as well. Scherzer, 12,500. Kershaw, 12,200. Are you taking either one of them? And what's your take on this uh, matchup tonight? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm actually going to stay away from both of them. I think they're both good plays, and if you want to play one of them, uh, you certainly can. I'm actually going to go with the Chicago against the Chicago White Sox, who strike out more, and use Justin Verlander at $12,000. He's just a little cheaper, so it's not a big savings there. And I think you can use Noah Syndergaard as well as a pitcher. So I'm going to use one of them, and I think a lot of people, anytime you have the game, in Colorado, always you know go that way and try to get as many bats in as they can. I'm going to do something different tonight. I'm actually going to go with the Houston bats against James Shields and try to get them a little under-owned than they should be. Yes, sir. I've got the, the uh, Houston Astros stacked uh, tonight. I've got uh, Korea at shortstop. I've got George Springer. And uh, I've got uh, Redick. Yes, yes. I've got. I wanted. Uh, I wanted Altuve too, but I. You know, there's only so much I could spend. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, was running, I, was running, I was running out of money. So yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. Um, Noah Syndergaard. So you like Noah Syndergaard as well. Hard not to like Noah Syndergaard tonight. Yeah, no, no problem there if you want to use Noah Syndergaard. As Cam stated earlier, the Atlanta Braves have been hitting well. Um, but Noah Syndergaard is a different breed pitcher. He's an elite pitcher. Um, he'll have some strikeout opportunities. The Las Vegas team total for the Atlanta Braves tonight is at three uh, and a half. Uh, so I think you can have a shot there with Noah Syndergaard tonight and save a little cash if you want to go that route. Uh, to me, I think, yeah, I would actually go Syndergaard before I would go Scherzer or Kershaw. Interesting that uh, the, the um, Atlanta Braves are the only team in the National League East that Syndergaard has uh, not beaten before. He's 0-1 with a 3-9-2 earned run average, but he's got 23 strikeouts and four starts. Syndergaard leading the National League in strikeouts per innings, 13.9. Ranks third in total strikeouts overall with 33. I like the Mets from a betting uh, perspective tonight, and uh, I like Syndergaard from a DFS perspective tonight. And Tony, my pitchers have been bang on. If you notice one thing about me, my goalies in hockey and my pitchers. That's it. I, I know, I've been normally, you know, getting you. The You're a defensive the goalies, man. Yeah, the goalies get the wins. Although even my pick tonight, I got Noah Syndergaard, and my other pick tonight, even me, Tony, I'm like, oh dear God, like, I, you know, when I was doing, it, I was like, yeah, let's have some fun with this. Yeah, there's, I've done crazier things than this. Now that I actually have to confess this on a fantasy sports radio network, it's a little worse. 
I took Daniel Norris. You know what's crazy? I look at Daniel Norris. He's so all right? cheap, Tony. $5,500 for yeah, people out there. And dude, but he has, strike people out. He's striking out 30% of the batters that he faces right now. Um, but I'm going to tell you why I couldn't take him. He hasn't pitched past the third inning yet. I know. I'm hoping he can get me five. <laughs> that was that was the kicker. I had him. I, same thing as you. I was like, man, I got to throw him in and save a little money. I get these Astros bats in. So gut instincts tell him. And another thing too, dude, the Royals, uh, Royals come into the day today. Uh, they don't have one guy with a batting average above 271. Tony, they're hitting 237 oh, yeah. as a freaking team. They're now three and 14. It's not like it's Murderers Row we're pitching against. No, not at all. And believe me, I, I went over it and I, I told you the exact reason. There was the one stat that made me not do it was the three. It hasn't got past the third inning. Other than that, uh, I was trying to. I was finding a way to justify uh, throwing fifty five hundred bucks in there. And, and you know what, people? Those are the things in a, in a tournament situation uh, that you can go ahead and you can take a shot a lot of times on and get it. But here's the only positive with the Royals: the Royals are one of the worst hitting teams in baseball, but they're actually 25th in the league in strikeouts. Yeah. They're making contact. Yeah. 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 So I went with a guy. And Norris's 30% strikeout rate is aided and abetted by the fact that he was coming out of the pen too, right? Yeah. Fresh so yeah. I, I went uh, with a guy kind of like in, in that realm. I'm essentially trusting a guy who lives in a van down by the river. <laughs> yes. Yes, you yeah. are. Yes, you literally, are. Li- literally and figuratively. As if you don't know, Daniel Moore, Daniel Norris likes to live in a van down by the river. Um, he's got good stuff, though. He can have good stuff. And in fact, I don't know. I don't know if he's too eccentric or something because he was actually – he wasn't oh, as a starter a couple of years ago. He was the second or third pick of the draft. Yeah, maybe he's just too flaky, actually. All right, so uh, and then he's living out of his car. So I got a, I got a cheap pitcher that you might uh, in, in your uh, realm there in your price range yeah. uh, that maybe could go. I went and used Andrew Heaney tonight, and Andrew oh, yeah. Heaney uh, for the Angels goes up against San Francisco. They're eighth in strikeouts. They don't hit as well. Um, it, and they're tenth in uh, against left-handed pitches, twenty-five percent. Heaney has one start, pitched five innings, had seven strikeouts in that one start. Um, so Heaney is a guy that had fourteen and a half fantasy points. He's only six thousand bucks, so he's only four hundred more. And in that one start he had this season, it was against the your Kansas City Royals, and he put up fourteen and a half fan, fantasy points. I went with Syndergaard and Norris, but there are some there are some other guys if you're willing to roll the dice tonight. We talked about Dylan Bundy. Dylan Bundy's off to a great start this year. He's eight thousand dollars. Chris Archer. I like the Rays tonight. I don't think Chris Archer is going to be heavily owned. I think people have sort of bailed on him, but yeah. I think I think he's due for a big night where he's going to get some luck go his way, get some run support, and you know, strike out nine, ten guys. Hell, Bauer's been pretty good uh, as well. You got Junis. Junis has been good, but Detroit are suddenly hot. That's another thing, too, Tony. Detroit are hot right now. Uh, I think they won, what, five in a row, the Tigers, suddenly, after today's earlier win. So that's something to keep our eye on. You got Sonny Gray, 77. I don't, I don't think he's going to uh, pitch well. Samarja, so last guy here before we move on to other positions here. Uh, Pomeranz. What are you expecting from Pomeranz in his debut tonight against Graveman in Oakland? 
Yeah, when I look at this Oakland A's team, you know, Gabe mentioned how they're uh, not a bad hitting team. They're actually 17th in the league in strikeout percentage against left-handed pitching, uh, which is right in the middle of the pack. And they got a 325 uh, weighted on base average, which actually puts them 11th best in baseball. So I don't think it's a great matchup for Pomerantz there, and it's a guy I would actually look to avoid. And I'm actually leaning to the over in this game. All right, let me blast through my lineup. We'll get to Tony's lineup. We'll talk about the players and uh, maybe some players that we wanted to take who we left off. So I got Syndergaard as my pitcher. Rolling the dice big time here uh, with uh, Daniel Norris. Solid in a season debut against uh, the White Sox. He struck out uh, six, uh, but he did give up four runs against Cleveland on April the 11th. Uh, My catcher tonight, Gary Sanchez. Uh, He's got four home runs and seven RBIs in his brief stints against our Marco Estrada. Albert Pujols, speaking of your boy Samarja, uh, Albert Pujols likes Samarja, just like a uh, just like a Michigan DB uh, used to like hitting him. Uh, Albert <laughs> Pujols, seven, seven for 19, Tony, in his career against Samarja. Three home runs, nine RBIs. Uh, you know, Albert Pujols uh, tonight. Basically, Tony, I just got uh, I got this Marte kid on Arizona in my lineup on a daily basis. <laughs> I actually like him. Yeah. I just plug him in. Why not? He, you know he had his first home run last night. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, no reason to take him out of the Aketo Marte, take him out of the lineup. Rolling the dice a little bit here with a guy don't think he's going to be too heavily owned, but uh, the Candyman, Candeliario, uh, 9 for 17 with three home runs and six RBIs. Uh, he's got going on over his last uh, four games. The guy you and I were talking about, uh, Tony, uh, T. Oscar Hernandez. Yes. Dude's absolutely killing it, man. Nine for 24 with a home run and six RBIs in five games. Taking on Sonny Gray tonight. Winds blowing out in the Bronx. I think there's going to be some runs on the board in this game. And then uh, Tony mentioned it, picking on Shields. Shields' condom is uh, faulty uh, tonight. Josh Reddick has uh, lit him up, man. Three home runs. It's 320 against uh, Shields. And George Springer, Jerry, Jerry. Um, <laughs> he's just hot right now, man. He's got nine hits, three home runs, seven I runs th- scored in his last seven games, Tony. I think th- George Springer has three home runs to open games th- at the start of the season. Wow. All right, yeah. so my lineup. Uh, my lineup is Noah Syndergaard, Daniel Norris, Gary Sanchez, Albert Pujols, Kettle Marte, uh, Candeliero, Correa, George Springer, Josh Reddick, Oscar Hernandez. Oscar Hernandez. I am going Justin Verlander against the Chicago White Sox tonight. Uh, Verlander's been the man. Now, the White Sox have a bunch of bats with a lot of home runs and a lot of strikeouts. Uh, so tonight we're looking at the uh, Justin Verlander. When everybody's going to be looking at Kershaw, everybody's going to be looking at Scherzer, I think uh, you'll also get a lot of love uh, for our guy, um, Noah Syndergaard. Um, Verlander, he's the biggest favorite on the board tonight, right? He's the biggest favorite. The White Sox are eighth in the league in strikeouts against right-handed pitching. Uh, so uh, Justin Verlander is my guy. I'm going Andrew Heaney. We talked about that easy earlier. Got to save a little money. Got to get some bats in. JT Real Muto, because he missed spring training injury, his price is at $2,600 um, against the Milwaukee uh, fire starter. And um, if you run out of charcoal, you can always throw this guy into your fire. And uh, he will make it happen each and every season. I'm going to go there. I'm going to go Justin Bohr, a left-handed bat in that one. So two Marlins in my lineup to start things off. And then I go Jose Altuve, 
I go Bregman, I go Correa, I go Springer, and I go Reddick. Left-handers kill James Shields, but he's a fly ball pitcher. He allows a lot of home runs. Uh, the White Sox uh, game tonight, I'm going to attack him. And my last but not least player is Denard Span. Lin, uh, Lynn from the Minnesota Twins does not pitch to lefties well. Uh, his weight on base average is over 350. Denard Span's hitting leadoffs tonight. He's 2800 bucks. so I go against him there. Verlander, Heaney, Real Muto, Bohr, Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Springer, Reddick, and Span. I like it. I like it. Solid, uh, solid lineup. Um, Got to put up some runs. Who did you leave off the board uh, tonight uh, that you wanted to take uh, potentially? What about the uh, the Red Sox bats uh, tonight against uh, Kendall Graveman? I actually had a lineup earlier with JD Martinez in it uh, that I that I shook up. Um, you know, Mookie Betts right now maybe the hottest player in baseball. Uh, what what did you make of the Red Sox? I got to tell you. When I look at the lineups tonight, Moreland was the guy. Sorry, Tony. Mitch Moreland was the guy tonight. I was taking a look at tonight. Moreland. I you? like the two Yankees big bats against Estrada. The the Josh, wind blowing Stanton, huh? Yeah, the wind blowing out. Right, Estrada's a fly ball pitcher. I think a lot of people are off Stanton right now. Exactly. So that's the one guy that I said, you know what? I should be putting Stanton in, but I went with the Astro bats and stuck with it. So I'm not a guy that just throws these guys out there, but I do like when players uh, like Stanton and not playing well because nobody people just jump off them and then you got a top guy that could hit three home runs in a, in a night and you get them three percent owned um so i couldn't i couldn't agree with you more that caught my i'm going to do another lineup actually with judge and stanton i'm going to throw some jays in here i'm going to stack that one up a bit i think i think there's going to be some run scored i'm going to jump on your your team total over uh three and a half and speaking of which as you just stated you and i've discussed this theory as well about taking slumping players yeah. Stanton's in a good spot uh, tonight, but we talked about Houston's offense being struggling so far uh, this year, Tony. And as a whole, you know, scoring 4.4 runs a game in the American League, you know, that that's not great. But don't you get the feeling that they're going to start to come alive? And that's yeah, they're starting to put it. Yeah, they put yeah. a couple games together. 20 I think runs, 20 yeah. runs in a three-game win streak. I just can't. <laughs> It's it, once May comes and the weather starts, their offense is going to really start churning. But I get the feeling that they're going to put some runs up some more this weekend in Chicago. Uh, I absolutely do. The Chicago pitching staff is absolutely brutal. Uh, the ballpark is the fourth best ballpark offensively in Major League Baseball. It's probably not playing that poor right now, early in the season, because of the weather. Uh, when the summer gets here, it'll be a little, it'll uh, be a little worse. Uh, but right now, yeah, all signs indicate that he's Houston team here, and it's crazy if you're going to make. Uh, um, the run total, I mean, I would have been all over this in a normal situation, but I, you can't give one and a half runs and 170. Tony, it's amazing. I'm looking at the Chicago White Sox numbers right now. Yeah. They give up. They give up 6.2 runs a game. Yeah. It's a lot of runs, dude. Their pitching stinks. Like, some teams, like, have bad starting pitching. Some teams have bad bowl. They all stink in Chicago. Yeah, they have, they have the Major League Baseball's worst ERA at 5.64. Um, and, you know, combination as well. Houston, uh, Major League Baseball best ERA at 2.48 on the season. The Astros only giving up 2.75 runs a game. That's what makes the Astros so scary, Tony. Well, actually, when you take three runs a game, you know. Yeah. 
when you're taking the run differential there that Gabe just outlined for you, it's a plus four. Maybe I shouldn't be complaining about giving 170 in a run and a half. I know. <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good point. So, yeah, you're right. It's 4.40 to 6.20. You're right. It's a negative. Yeah, it's a turn, turnaround. Uh, on the road, Houston Astros on the road, too, Tony. They actually score. They average more runs on the road, 4.91, uh, nearly five runs a game on the road they're averaging. Yeah, I, I, a lot of that is due to, I think, the, the lack of games this far. Because I, I remember there was a series that didn't score a, a bunch of runs uh, in Houston there. They've only but, played 11 games you're, yeah. you know, on, on the road, yeah. Justin Verlander just continues to uh, to dominate, man. Like, what can you say? You know, a lot of people, it's funny. The Dodgers had a choice last year, Tony, and I'm a Dodger fan. And I'm not going to lie. At the time, I was like, no, nah, no, nah, man, we're, we're good. Uh, get Darvish instead. Oh, I would be too. I would have too. Yep. And they said, you know, and they, they could have. They could have gotten Verlander. And the Dodgers, who have all the money, didn't want to pay Verlander $28 million for the next year, two years, this year and next year. And they said, nah, you know, we'd rather get Darvish for the long term. Darvish loses both starts in the World Series. Ironically enough, to Verlander. And Verlander hasn't lost since it feels like. Nope. Fantasy Baseball Hour with Al Melchior, Chris Archer. I was very big on in drafts, thought he'd have a better season this year, and, and so far it's been worse. A lot of walks for him, he seems like he's sort of regressed in terms of control. Archer's ERA indicators every year are just so enticing. The strikeouts. The problem is, you know, it's I think it's more of the left-handers just really beating him down, and he's got to solve this issue. Listen live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on popular podcast providers. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermal filtration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. Why pay high rake when you can play daily fantasy baseball and pay half the rake on Fantasy Draft? Featuring half the rake GPP and head-to-head contests, exclusive VIP experiences, and most flexible lineup structures in the game, Fantasy Draft is the only DFS site that puts players first. They're also the only site to offer 6 of 7 PGA scoring, dropping your lowest golfer's score. Register today with the code FNTSY for a free $4 entry into a guaranteed winner contest in the sport of your choice. Fantasy Draft, daily fantasy on a level playing field. Fantasy Sports. Lewis Brinson is absolutely atrocious right now. I'm just worried that he could be sent down at a certain point. I think we all felt, okay, Brinson deserves to be in the lineup to start the year. It's the Marlins. They made a significant trade to get this guy. Why not? He's 23. What we've seen at Brinson at the major league level, even before this year, it really hasn't been good. Strikes out a ton. And there are some people out there that believe this guy is never going to make it. Weekdays on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on popular podcast providers. Hey, I'm Jeff. Look, I'm just a skeleton. I don't have an ACL anymore, but I still like to know what it means when one of my fantasy players sprains his. That's why I use the Inside Injuries app. It was created by real doctors. So you're getting information directly from people who have seen, touched, and operated on actual ACLs. Take it from me. 
a skeleton. If you aren't using it, you might as well just be guessing. Download the free app today and unlock the secrets of injury analysis. Man, I got a lot of baseball picks tonight. Toronto Blue Jays, 165. Tampa Bay Rays, minus 130. New York Mets, minus 140. Angels, minus 150. Red Sox, minus 140. Astros, Cardinals, Parlay, plus 104. Blue Jays, team total, over three and a half. Milwaukee Brewers, minus 160. It's a lot of freaking picks, Tony. Yes, I, I have an announcement uh, uh, for people. Our old friend Ricky Sanders. Do you remember Ricky Sanders? Yeah, great guy. I'm a big Ricky Sanders fan. All right, so Ricky Sanders uh, just tweeted out, if you were starting Matt Koch in a cash DFS baseball game tonight, please send me a head-to-head. Uh, uh, this is Matt Koch. I, I don't understand by his, by his numbers how he got the call up. Like, I don't understand it. <laughs> it has to be one of those days oh, where they didn't Rick, expect Ricky, the... Ricky, Ricky's a good player, too. So what are you saying? We should stack against Matt Koch tonight? Yeah, that could be a good thing. And I, I think it could be a good thing to... Uh, as uh, Gabe, Gabe, uh, Mor- Gabe, not Gabe Morrency's best man, his right-hand man, Cam Stewart, says, I like the Padres. <laughs> <laughs> Cam likes to be different. He um, likes the dogs, man. Him and him and Gam Blue, man. They should have a kennel. Instead of buying a horse, why didn't Gabe buy? Uh, why didn't you and uh, Cam buy um, a greyhound? That's too sleazy, even for us. The the, the dog <laughs> business. Really? We we considered it. We considered it. Yeah, but I considered it once too, and I was like, oh, this is not yeah, going to work. Out. In Florida, there's a track actually. Or, yeah, it's a Hi- Hialeah maybe. I don't know if it's there, but there are there's a couple all over the place. There's one in Daytona. Yeah, it's not legal everywhere. No, no. In Boston, I used to go all the time when growing up, right? That was my weekend out. Like that's how much crazy. And we had one in Wonderland, which is Revere, right right outside of Boston, and then we had one in Totten, which is way out like forty five minutes out of Boston. And uh they made it illegal. Yeah. It's the it's the owners. They don't treat the dogs very well. That's the problem. It's too bad too because it's a hard. It's a fun sport, right? People like watching dogs run. It's a good. It's a good time. It should be a, like a family outing and stuff. But there's a dark side to the business, Tony. There's a dark side to everything. I mean, the what dogs, are we gonna like, do? The dogs are on cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> you think Seriously. that's the problem? No, there was there was a, there yeah there was a guy out in the Miami the Miami area. Where there's a track there. He got nailed, man. Like thirty of his dogs over the years have tested positive for cocaine. And, uh, yeah, he just doesn't care. And he, he, he went to court and stuff, and they couldn't prove it. He actually won. It's like uh, the animal rights people hate this guy. He's just he's getting dogs high, and he's running them and stuff. But the dogs have heart attacks. They live short lives and stuff, you know. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, what's crazy is because of the Greyhound race and when it was in its heyday, after these things raced, no one would adopt them. They used to try to, you know, 
you know who the biggest scumbags in the world are? Actually, now that I think about it, all you people out there that are in the, in the uh, animal business are the biggest scumbags in the world because you want to save these dogs from being killed and you want no kill, no kill centers. But you know what? When I want to come and save a dog's life, you want two seventy-five from me. Go f yourself. Is it two hundred and seventy-five dollars? Oh, you, yeah, it's over two hundred dollars. By the time you leave there, they want a hundred for this, fifty for a shot, thirty dollars for the chip, so you can find them. And it's two hundred dollars. Kill the damn thing. It's a little harsh, but uh, <laughs> the views and opinions expressed by Tony Sincata. I'm just saying, I, I don't want to kill him, but I, no, I don't want. I know, I know. You went down there to save uh, save an animal. And you yeah. Wanted to kill it. You want to kill it? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. So these people have turned me against the animals. All right, uh, my NASCAR <laughs> my NASCAR TFS uh, lineup. I continue on the conversation, but uh, I don't think it'll. <laughs> Let's start off uh, NASCAR. So Tony doesn't have a NASCAR lineup, but he's got an MMA lineup. Yes. He's got a NASCAR lineup, but no MMA lineup. We both have NBA uh, lineup. Yes. So let's jump in. I'll blast through my NASCAR right now. We talked uh, NASCAR with Steve uh, Steve Merrill earlier in the program. Uh, we brought up uh, the fact that Tony, uh, the final practice uh, session wrapped up today. Carl Larson, fastest time. And I like that because I already liked uh, Kyle Larson in this race, uh, actually, already. So uh, Kyle Larson nails down uh, fastest time in uh, practice. Uh, when we're talking uh, here, we have to talk about Denny Hamlin. He grew up uh, in Chesterfield, just like 20 miles uh, from the track. This is his home track, and uh, Hamlin's uh, been uh, dominant uh, here as well, man. He's got a series leading three poles to go along with three wins uh, here. He leads all active drivers at Richmond with uh, 1,653 laps led. Uh, he's a great uh, he's a great short track uh, driver as well. So uh, Denny Hamlin in the mix. I'm rolling the dice on this one, uh, Tony. Joey Logano, remember he won here last year? And then he got busted uh, for... Yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then, he, and then he tanked. He was sort of like a fighter on steroids that sucked after. Like, I know Joey Logano is a good driver, but... Dude, after he failed that inspection, he never he hasn't won a race since. <laughs> like he hasn't. He hasn't won a race since. But he did finish second in the return uh to Richmond. And you know, we know he's good here. He hasn't won since. Uh, I'm looking at him almost the 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 perfect script that he nails down the win uh coming back uh here. Um over the past five uh races here at Richmond, man. He's got 50 laps led. He's got an average finish of 4.8, uh, Tony. You know, just some dominant numbers uh, here for Joey Logano at uh, Richmond. Clint Boyer. Uh, going with Clint Boyer. Uh, Boyer, also some great numbers here in a great, uh, great, great spot. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, Micah Roberts is a great NASCAR handicapper. Uh, he's in Vegas, former odds maker in Vegas, lives in Vegas. Nice guy, too. And uh, he's really into this stuff. And he talks to drivers and, like, he talks to the, the crew chiefs and stuff. And basically, um, New Hampshire and Phoenix, the drivers use the exact same setups. A lot of the garages use the same setups. And uh, Micah discovered uh, this. And Clint Boyer, six at Phoenix. Uh, he loves these tracks on his nine, nine career wins. Two of them in Richmond, two of them uh, at New Hampshire. And New Hampshire... Uh, is also another track that's very similar uh, that they use the same uh, setup. So 
I'm riding the data with the crew chiefs on this one with Clint Boyer. Uh, Daniel Suarez, a nice value pick at $6,900, guys. Suarez finished in 7th and 12th here uh, last year. Uh, nice run, uh, $6,900. And uh, the value pick is uh, David Reagan at $5,500. So the lineup is Kyle Larson, Denny Hanlon, Joey Logano, Clint Boyer, Daniel Suarez, and David Reagan. That's you nailed it. You're feeling it. I, can say, I, I feel your confidence level. I put some work into it. <laughs> I love it. I'm ready. Actually, you know what? I tripled my money on... Uh, I tripled my money. I uh, put 20 bucks in. I got 60 back. Anytime you do, anytime you triple your money in anything in life, that that's a win. Week. That was a last that's a win. Race. It's not bad, actually. You know, I had a good lineup. My NASCAR lineups are pretty good, actually. I'm not, like, Here the, biggest is... gear, I'm not the biggest gearhead, but yeah. I like betting on NASCAR, and I, I, I am a fan. Like, uh, I've been to NASCAR races. I've watched it for years. I remember watching it in the old days. I remember the old Winston Cup days. You know, they'd have the Marlboro car, and, like, uh, it was on CBS every Saturday. And so, you know, I even grew up watching NASCAR in the old Kale Yarborough days and stuff. So I enjoy betting on this stuff. I like NASCAR fantasy is fun because betting on it can be frustrating. So the NASCAR gets you involved in a race, and you can make a couple of bucks. Yeah, I'll tell you what. When I have a, ra- when I have a lineup and I end up watching the whole race, and it's fun uh, there. My MMA lineup, first match. Patrick Cummins, I have as my lineup, 7900 bucks. This is a match where somebody's going to go down. Patrick Cummins is 10-4 lifetime. He's 37 years of age. This is a, a make-or-break fight. And this is the sad state of the MMA, the underside that people don't know. This dude's 37 years old. He's had 14 pro fights. You know how much he's made in his career? He's made $44,000 in his career. How, how the hell does he even afford to eat? How can he be a heavyweight? Because how is he 205 pounds making $44,000? In 10 years. He was actually a barista up to a couple of years ago. Uh, oh. You know what Cummins' deal is? He was actually a world-class wrestler at Penn State. Like, really, really good. Like, going to be going to the Olympics and, and you know, like, dominant. Like, he actually beat Daniel Cormier, who's, like, Cormier's, yep. like, the world champion now. And Cormier's known as one of the best wrestlers in, like, MMA history, sort of like his college pedigree at Oklahoma State. And... Yeah, I guess basically Cummins beat him in a wrestling match in, in college. And Cormier cried. Cormier cried after. So they actually fought. Cormier needed an opponent on short notice once. And they were like, let's get this Patrick Cummins dude. And Cummins was actually like a barista serving coffee in San Diego. And they were like, you made him cry at... Cormier beat the living shit out of him, Tony. Cummins has won his last two fights. Cummins a, yeah, Cummins a good fighter, though. He's 37. He is good. He's just, he he didn't put the years of training and everything. Like, there's a gap in his life. You know what I mean? He's sort yeah. of, he, you know, but he's a good fighter. Go on. Though, and, buddy. uh. 205, we get, you know, we get, somebody's going to go down there. Then I got Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker, the Englishman, Dan Hooker. You like uh, just like his name. No, he won his, he won his last two fights by a, a KO and a submission uh, for Dan Hooker. He's 15-7 and seven lifetime. You know what's crazy about this is that uh, Dan Hooker is actually the 45th ranked light heavyweight, but he's made 148000 throughout his career, and uh, he has a lot better agent than our guy, Mr. Cummins. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Oh, yeah. Next, these guys, they all need better agents. <laughs> next up, next up in my lineup is Kevin Lee over Barbosa in the championship. Uh, one of the uh, top-notch uh, fights on the night. He, he goes by the Motown Phenom. Now, he lost to Ferguson in his last fight, but it went three rounds, so that was a tough one. And prior to that, he railed off uh, four consecutive wins. Uh, he also lost to Santos, another good fighter. Uh, so he's fought all all top-notch fighters, and he's 16 and 3. Kevin Lee missed weight today. The fight is going to go on. Yep. He missed, yeah, he missed weight. Yeah, what's interesting, Tony, a lot of time when fighters miss weight, there's a negative connotation uh, around them going into the fight in the betting world. Well, he missed weight. You know, he must be, you know, he must be out of shape. Or not out of shape, but... If he missed weight, he was trying to make the weight, and it was really grueling on the body, etc., and it's going to catch up. But how about this? Fighters that miss weight, Tony, are 9-1 in the last the last 10 UFC fighters to miss weight. And the way it works, guys, if you miss weight, if you're within a couple of pounds and it's reasonable, if it's like they're not going to do it if it's like a 6-7 pound difference, but if right. it's a 2-3 pound difference and it's reasonable, and the other the other fighter has to agree to it, the other fighter gets 20% of your purse. Yeah. So that's like buying points, Tony. Point <laughs> which, it is. If, if you're a fighter, it's worth it almost not to go. Let's say like the last two days. Yeah. Like, you know what, man? I'm not going to make 155. I can make What do you do in that situation, though? Do you have someone from your camp I call them and say, hey. No, you're a jerk. Because the other guy is, like, in a sauna wearing, like, you ever seen that, Tony? They put on, like, these track suits, man. Oh, yeah. Like, space suits. Yeah. And then they oh, yeah. go in a sauna, and then they run and jog on the spot in the sauna. Yeah. They do crazy things 24 hours before they're fighting to cut weight to get down to get as minimum possible, and they shoot back up after in yeah. water weight and everything else. They eat the meals, and then they, they, they gain, like, 20 pounds overnight back. So the other guy's grueling. You're not. You're like, ah, I'll eat a meal right now, man. I'm not going to make weight anyways. And then you're like, well, who cares? I'll give up the 20%, but I'm going to win the fight and get a fight bonus for winning the fight, and I'm going to climb the ladder in the rankings. Yeah. There's no punishment for Like, I'd almost say, you know what? Screw it. I'd rather be the heavier guy and a fresher fighter and lose 20% of my purse. Like boxing... They take 50% of your purse, and boxers don't miss weight. <laughs> no, no, 50% is a big uh, cut there. Next up, Luan Chagas Tarzan is the man. We talked with him with Gam Blue, and we think this could be a first-round knockout. 8000 bucks here. Um, I, I won't even try to pronounce his uh, his opponent's uh, name there. We went over that. Over that. He's not um, – he's, he's had a ton of fights, but – Luan Chagas against Badaraza. Oh, yeah, you got the name right. That's very good on your part. Yeah, Badaraza. Yeah, I covered MMA, so I, this is the one names I'm pretty good with. <laughs> How about Cub Swanson against Frankie Edgar? Uh, our man Gam Blue thinks Frankie Edgar's shot. I'm going to go with Cub Swanson. $7,200 is a good price. Pretty cheap for Cub Swanson. Who's going to land a lot of shots? As you stated, yeah, you're, you, I know you respect Gamble's picks a lot. So, yeah, he thinks that Cub Swanson's going to be able to finish Frankie, who just got yeah, knocked yeah. out like six weeks ago. Yeah. I'm in. 
I'm in. And last but not least, $9,200, Justin Willis. They call him Big Pretty. Big Pretty. He's had two UFC fights, uh, a first round, a KO, TKO, and then he won by decision. Oh, the Motherson. And uh, he's taking on the illustrious and the greatest uh, name of all time. Uh, none other than our guy. He's cheap. Mr. Chase Sherman, who has the nickname the Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, but the Vanilla Gorilla is not much of a gorilla. Um, he actually uh, he lost his last fight in the first round uh, at TKO. Then he had won two fights prior to that, and then he lost again in a KO TKO, and uh, he lost that, and he's got a... Uh, Two, he's won uh, two out of his last five fights. So uh, with a vanilla gorilla, not necessarily something we're going to be afraid of. Great nickname, huh? <laughs> I thought it was one of the greatest I've ever heard. The vanilla gorilla. Yeah, vanilla gorilla. I don't Jay know. Sherman, he's on Twitter often. Like he's a, uh, <laughs> really? Yeah, he spends a lot of time on Twitter. He's like a, uh, he's a big gift guy. Like he's known. He makes gifts all day and. He's trying to make a name for himself online. He's a big kid. He's a fun guy to watch fight. But like you said, somebody gets stretched in his fights, right? Like uh, either he's going to knock you out or he's going to get knocked out. Yeah. And those are the fights when you guys are playing DFS you want to jump in on. And you know what? Even if you want to take a heavyweight fight. Yeah. 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 And. Even if you used uh, the Vanilla Gorilla at 6900 bucks, if you wanted to throw a couple tournament different lineups in there, it's not a bad move because there's always a shot he can knock the guy out. Uh, but it looks like he'll be the guy to go down. White Chocolate was a great name, too. I like White Chocolate. I'm a, I'm a White Chocolate fan, too. It's got to be in moderation, though. Fred Van Fleet out tonight. That means DeLon Wright, more playing time for him. Yep. We'll hit that on the other side. I'm a Raptor fan. I know this team pretty well. I'm a little bit weary of tonight's game, Tony. The Raptors don't have a great track record on the road in the postseason. We'll hit that. We'll give you our best bets, and we'll talk some NBA DFS. In this league. What is the best road fast food joint? That's difficult because it can't be too heavy. I feel like Subway is everywhere. It's more messy than probably any other place. Yeah, and then you get in your lettuce and yeah. your onions all over the place, especially if you're driving. You can't do McDonald's because McDonald's is going to put you in the toilet. That one's not good for on the road. Taco Bell I, it, feels it, like it, the best, it, but it's messy too. Listen live on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and on popular podcast providers. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Then call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 immediately. That's 800-955-3793. Page Publishing is looking for authors of all types of books. And unlike most publishers, Page Publishing will take the time to review each and every book submitted to them and give you their feedback. If they like what they read, they'll get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, the Apple iTunes Store, Barnes & Noble, and other outlets. They handle everything. Editing, cover design, copyright protection, printing, publicity, and and distribution. So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-955-3793 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-955-3793. That's 800-955-3793. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-955-3793 for your free author submission kit. 
yet. Skicks sneakers are taking over tailgates and alumni homes across America. Skicks canvas high top, low top, slip on, and kids tennis style sneakers designed in officially licensed college colors and logos is a must have for every college fan's wardrobe. Fun, fashionable, and comfortable. Whether you're at the big game or watching the game at home, Skicks helps fans perform better. Go to Skicks.com and use promo code FNTSY for 15% off your pair now. That's Skicks.com. Skicks sneakers, the soul of a true fan. It's a very emotional song. We dedicate this to Cam Stewart. <laughs> Wherever Cam is right now. What do you think Cam is doing at night? Uh, Cam looks like Bane at night. He's putting on like... Uh, Cam's got a lot of problems this week. Yeah. He's, he's pretty worn out. Of course, uh, yesterday he exposed uh, the fact he's got that golf ball growing in his belly button. Yeah, that wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, that that's that's a real thing. And uh, yeah, Cam Cam seems worn out uh, this week, more more so than normal. More, Are you uh, saying something? <laughs> when you think about it, yeah, that's not a good thing. I think that uh, he needs to be careful. <laughs> I think he needs to be careful. You guys got free health care in Canada. Why doesn't he just get that taken care of? That's a good point. You know what's funny? You know what I'm saying? Free, free, free health care. I had a medical issue, Tony, and I didn't go for two years or like a year, a year and a half. Yeah. With the issue, even though it's free, like I don't like going to doctors. Like whether I'm I don't either. I'm, a, I'm afraid yeah, of needles. Like, like I'd never have. I'd never be a heroin addict. Like, like I'm afraid of needles. No, so that's exactly. positive. I don't do me, me neither. Like, so I don't do pills either. I'm like I don't know what's in that pill. I'm not doing that. Oh my god! I had in Las Vegas one time. A guy gave me a pill on a plane. Right? He says, "Hey, do you want to go to sleep? Take this." I woke up. And I said, why Why is there snow in Las Vegas, right? I had already landed in Boston. Then I got a limo home, and I don't know how I made it into my house because I woke up two days later from this pill. And then uh, my mother-in-law gave me pills one time, and it knocked me out for two days too. <laughs> like, I put things in my mouth. I'm saying to myself, how dumb am I? That I don't even know what they are because someone told me, hey, you try this. That's crazy. Yeah, you're like uh, you're like an NFL player with the excuse. I didn't know. I was something, you know, someone gave me the- someone someone handed it to me and I put it in my mouth. I mean, it makes the, total sense. The, no, it doesn't. The new excuse is uh, Mexican beef. Yeah, I don't. Can- Canelo Alvarez failed a, a test and he blamed beef in Mexico. And uh, a couple of NFL players have used the beef in Mexico that they ate beef on vacation in Mexico. Yeah, and then stop going to Mexico. Roads. Yeah, or exactly. Like if you got a six million or a twelve million dollar year contract, you probably think, <laughs> "Well, I can't eat steak in Mexico because yeah, I got to bring my own. Thing. I got to bring my own. Have a chicken taco there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That, that's hey. Let me ask you one last healthcare question: Is uh, is is uh, the it's psychiatrist? Really free, it's not. It's really not free though. Well, no, no? because. There's a 15% tax on everything. Yeah. Like automatic on top. So, like, there's the store tax, and then they hit you for 15%. So, like, Canadians pay a lot in tax. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, 
So it's not that by definition free, but it is a better system, in my opinion, in that, you know, if you get shot or, you know, you get cancer, you get, you get yeah. some, something happens, you get treated. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, well, you got Blue Cross. I, yeah. I, mean, I lived in Hollywood, Tony. I lived in Hollywood, California, and I saw this dude get stabbed on Hollywood Boulevard, all right? Yeah. And, you know, it was a common occurrence, whatever. People get shot and stabbed, whatever. So this guy got stabbed. And these tourists, they were like uh, Mexicans. They were Hispanic. And they started freaking out and stuff. And they picked up a payphone. And they called, like, uh, they called 911, and they called for an ambulance. But um, they, they handed me the phone. <laughs> so I'm standing there. And I get on the phone with a lady, and she's like, yeah, what's going on? I'm like, listen, I'm on Hollywood and Highland right now, and a dude just got stabbed. And she's like, did you see who did it? And I'm like, oh, no, no. And even though I did, I saw a guy in a cowboy hat and stuff walk, yeah. dude, dude and walk away, but I wasn't going to say it. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, I didn't see who did it. I said, I'm just letting you know there's a guy that got stabbed, and he's bleeding on the sidewalk out here in Hollywood and Highland. And you know what the uh, 911 operator told me, Tony? She asked me. Oh. What's that? She said, cross the street and go ask him if he has Blue Cross. <laughs> it's like, and the thing is, the guy that stabbed him was still lurking around, man. He was sort of looking at us on the phone and stuff. So I, I, said, oh, yeah, that... not, I was like, I'm not going across the street to talk to the guy. No. I said, listen. Yeah, and, I, and I, I did my thing. I said, listen, there's a guy that got stabbed, and if you want to get him, here he is, all right? And then when I'm on the phone, the guy got up, the guy that got stabbed. So I'm like, oh, no, he's getting up. He's getting up, but he's walking away. And then I swear, Tony, like 15 feet later, man, he collapsed. And I'm still on the phone. I'm like, oh, he just went down again. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, you guys, you guys better send. They actually sent an ambulance and stuff eventually. But she actually asked me, go ask him if he's got Blue Cross. That is so effed up. That Yeah, this is this, something's wrong in the United States, you know, a couple things. Well, what they... The thing is, they'll pick you up in the ambulance, but it's what they want to know what hospital to take you to, right? Yeah. Like, uh, it's funny. I know a UFC fighter, actually, and he fought Brock Lesnar. He got beat up pretty good, and he had to go to the hospital after. And uh, it was like the, it was a late night. It was like the main event and stuff. So it was like 2 in the morning type thing. And he's really messed up. Like, uh, like you know, kidneys messed up and inter- internal shit. And he's in the ambulance. And a girl from the UFC comes. Not one person from the UFC came, like Dana White or any of those people. They don't care. So one girl came over, the, one of the, the flunkies that work for the company. She came over. I was in the ambulance with him. She comes to the ambulance, and she goes, oh, just for the record, if you don't get, if you don't get to the hospital by 3 a.m., you're not covered by us. <laughs> oh, All right? So he's lying there on his back, and she leaves. She just peeks. She doesn't say how you doing. She just says, "Oh, by the way, if you don't get there, just you know, the policy is you got to get to the by there by three a.m." The second he leaves, the the ambulance driver, the paramedic in Minneapolis, looks over and he says to us, "He goes, you know, I was going to take you to this hospital, but he goes now, he goes now we're going to the uh, the university press whatever." 
He basically went to, like, the most expensive, best one. <laughs> so like, there was a closer one. He goes, I was going to go there, but he goes, man, what a bitch. And he's like, now we're going. He goes, now I'm taking you to the best possible one, man. Let's go. And they, they split right after that. It's a cold world, Tony. <laughs> it is. It's a crazy, crazy world. And, you know, that's the problem, you know. What do you think Mike Cardano would do if we say we got electrocuted with our headset? Would he... Tell him, what do we, what do we, he'd ask us to get another headset. No, he'd say we're, we're going to get compensated, but then we'll have to wait. <laughs> the headset will be in the mail. The headset will be in the mail for five weeks. <laughs> so it's a rough yeah, life, people. Yeah, the, yeah, well, that's the thing, Tony. The business that we're in, yeah, there's uh, the, the uh, I've, never, I've never been in good businesses with comp, uh, company health plans. You know? No, no. I've been in the, the music business, the scalping business, the radio business. <laughs> me, me and Cam were talking about it earlier. It's not, it's not, not a big business on unions and stuff like that. In solid, no, not, not a lot of four hundred one k matching. No, 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 that's the way I like it. That's you know what I mean. I'm a very, <laughs> um, I'm a very individualistic person. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask for uh, it, and uh, I don't take a lot. You know what I mean? There we go. Yeah, it goes, it goes both ways. Um, all right, so NBA DFS. NBA DFS. What are you going with uh, tonight? I get Terry Rozier at the point guard position. He's just been absolutely abusing the Milwaukee Bucks backcourt, 7,100. Kyle Korr came off, came, didn't play the first game, played the second game. And I'll tell you what, he was a difference maker in game two. He's 4,000 bucks tonight. Um, yeah, starting 21 fantasy points in that last game. So Kyle Korver going back. DeMar DeRozan, 7,800 bucks. I know you like the guys like looking at Washington tonight. I got to tell you, I've never seen the team play so poor defense as I've seen with Washington in the first two games. 7800 bucks in DeMar DeRozan. LeBron James, 11800 You know what? you got to put him in the lineup. He cost a lot, but you got to put him in after what he's done. Uh, Tyler Zeller, 2800 bucks Again, another player that's under the minimum salary. 3000 is the minimum salary, right? He only played six minutes in the last game. I'm hoping that the Bucs are going to do something different in this game, and this is a reach, and I'm hoping that he gets more playing time down the center. Al Horford's killed him. I'm hoping Tyler Zeller gets more playing time uh, there. I'm going to go with a guy, another guy from Boston that's lit it up, Jalen Brown, coming off 30 fantasy points in his last game. Uh, Jalen Brown, 34 the game before that. Otto Porter Jr., 5,300. And DeLon Wright at 4,500. Terry Rozier, Kyle Corver, DeMar DeRozan, LeBron James, Tyler Zeller taking a shot there. Jalen Brown, Otto Porter Jr., and DeLon Wright. Yeah, DeLon Wright is the play tonight. I like uh, DeLon Wright's been killing it, man. DeLon Wright's been wow. killing I didn't know... I didn't know whether he was going to be in the uh, what what the status what Van Fleet is, but even though Van Fleet's been back, I don't think it really changes uh, very much. All right, I went uh, with Victor Oladipo, point guard. Victor Oladipo. I think he's going to go off tonight. I think he's going to be pissed off. He missed the shot to end the game. Uh, they just don't have an answer for him. He's going to uh, he's going to go off tonight. Jalen Jalen Brown, Tony, I thought was kind of affordable. I know it's on the road. Everyone yeah. loves the Bucs, and the Bucs are favorites here. But Jalen Brown is going to be a star. I was a big fan of this kid coming out of Cal. I like Jalen Brown tonight. King James, LeBron. I'm not a big fan of LeBron. He annoys me on the court. I think he's a nice guy off the court, actually. I don't, like, hate LeBron James, but he's just such a jerk on the court. 
But, um, you know, he's unstoppable, dude. Um, so, uh, LeBron James. Rolling the dice here with this one, Tony. Mike Scott. Oh, Mike I like Scott. that, actually. Yeah, $3,800. He's played exactly 27 minutes in both the games. And uh, ironically enough, he's he was 7 for 10 from the field in both the games. 16 and 28 DK points for $3,800. I think he can get off. He's a good three-point shooter. So the thing with him is he's going to shoot threes. That's all he does. Right, so he's you know he's going to get 20, 20, 25, 27 minutes. Going to shoot threes. Went with Miles Turner at center this evening. I thought tonight, Tony Darren Collison was a nice play at fifty four hundred. Uh, you know, I think Collison. I think the Pacers are going to put some points up on the board tonight, and I think Collison is going to be one of the distributors of it. Went with my uh, my boy, the OG Ananobi. Nothing spectacular for Ananobi, but I tell you what, at $3,400, you can do worse than getting 19, 18, 19 uh, DK points. He's starting, and DeLon Wright, a kid out of Utah, uh, he played in the in the D League, now known as the G League, for a couple of years. They sort of developed him, and, man, this kid's really coming into his own right now, Tony. Uh, you talked about him, you know, 32 DK points in Game 1, 27 DK points in Game 2. Price is getting up there a little bit at $4,500, but especially with Van Fleet being out, DeLon Wright's getting a lot of playing time, 25 and 27 minutes respectively. Here's one thing on DeLon Wright I don't think people know. DeLon Wright in the first two games of the series has played the entire fourth quarter. That's how much trust they have in him. Yeah. It's a very good point. Very good point. He's a good defensive player. Yeah. And, you know, you, know, so, you put up, he, and he put up, Tony, 27 DK points, and it was three for nine from the field the other night. Yeah. You know, you get a steal. See, people don't realize that when you get 27, right, and you're, and you're a gifted athletic defensive player, you get one steal and then a layup, and all of a sudden that's 32. Yeah, I know. It adds up fast. How about, you know, it's so funny until we talk about taking struggling players, and in the NBA playoffs, like Justice Winslow, good example. I was on Justice Winslow in game one. I'm a big Justice Winslow fan. I think yeah. he's a great player. Like, I sort of view him as sort of a Kawhi Leonard type. Or well, that's the problem, though, when you say yeah. a great player, right? And Kawhi, that's a great comparison. Because like Kawhi, Winslow's defense is ahead of his offense right now, and he doesn't really have the jump shot that he can nail consistently. But Kawhi Leonard developed that eat every year. He's got further in the league. Exactly. I think at this point, though, he's a little hit or miss offensively. I know. And so I took him in game one of the series, and I don't know, what did, we, what did he get? 13 DK points or 17, whatever the hell it was. And then how about last night? I don't go back to the well with him. He had a clear yeah. night last night. Kid was hitting threes, yep. man, over and over and over again yeah. last night. So it's sometimes if a player struggles in one game of the series, you can't just abandon ship on oh, them. Oh, absolutely right? not. Absolutely not. And actually, you actually get a little bargain on some of these guys because people do. It's just the general nature that, ah, oh, he, he effed me. And people take it personal. Like, uh, yeah. And uh, you know what? And then all of a sudden you get out there and you're fine. So, uh, yeah, that, that you can absolutely get yourself a bargain. All right. So let's get uh, – got uh, about four minutes left, three, four minutes left in the show. Let's get to our best bets of the night. Uh, let's start off uh, with you. Who, who are you betting on tonight? I got a lot of picks, so uh, I'll start off with you. Yeah, because you, you're uh, – you know, I don't tonight. I don't have a lot of picks because uh, I just find the, the, hard, the card a little hard. I'm going to the New York Mets, minus 150 uh, in that game. I'm also going to bet them in the run line and get plus 125 in that one. So uh, the New York Mets, I like the Boston Red Sox in the run line, one and a half. 
half. I went to Kansas City Royals and your Daniel Norris under. Under in that game. Uh, and that's it for Major League Baseball. Uh, for basketball tonight, I went with the Indiana Pacers and I went with the Toronto Raptors. Uh, everybody's looking, I think, for the Raptors, who, who are not as good a team on the road. But this Washington team defensively looks to me like they've packed it in already. The Celtics Bucks game, I think, go either way. So I'm going Indiana and I'm going Toronto. And I only have one bet in the National Hockey League. Uh, well, one game. I got Winnipeg and the under tonight. All right, let's start off in the National Basketball Association for me. Excuse me, I'm going to take the uh, the Pacers. Uh, Pacers at minus one. Dangerous game. Don't like betting against LeBron James. Uh, but this is essentially the series. Teams that win game three of the first round in the NBA playoffs win this series 73% of the time. The Pacers, if they're serious, they're going to win this game. And I think they are serious. I think they can win this game. So give me the, uh, the Pacers. Cavs and Pacers over 209. Not in love with this. I've lost the first two games betting the over, and I'm just scared that I'm not going to do it, and then I'm going to be like, oh, God, it's 118-108. I knew it. I didn't bet it. You know what I mean? So smaller on the Cavs, Pacers over the number. Uh, my big bet of the night, and I've actually lost my big bet of the night like six nights in a row. I'm taking the Washington Wizards in the first quarter. The Washington Wizards in the first quarter, minus one and a half. I think the Raptors can win this game, but I think the Wizards are going to come out and hit a bunch of shots early. Uh, their season's on the line. They don't like each other, no, but it's not going to – the fact they don't like each other doesn't doesn't affect them shooting the ball. So either the ball's going to go in or it won't. I think Beal's going to have a better game tonight. I expect the Wizards to play well early. But the Raptors are going to come out hot too. It's, it should be interesting. But I do like the Wizards minus one and a half in the first quarter. Raptors and Wizards, Tony mentioned the defensive issues. It's been a really high-scoring series. Um, I think the Wizards are going to be able to score tonight. Give me the over 218 points. I might be a sucker. This might be a sucker bet, but I'm taking the Boston Celtics plus five. NHL hockey, I'm parlaying the favorites. Penguins, Jets, Predators, plus 152. Major League Baseball, Toronto Blue Jays, the dog, plus 165. Tampa Rays, minus 130. New York Mets, minus 140. Angels, minus 150. Red Sox, minus 140. Astros, Cardinals, parlay. Brewers, minus 160. Scout Radio coming up next. Thanks, Tony. Easy.